Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast. Welcome along. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another edition. If this is your first time to the podcast, a real warm welcome. We have 250 plus, almost 300 episodes, if not more by now, available. So dive in, fill your boots, and I hope you enjoy. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. It helps to spread the word and get the information out to anybody else. So thank you for that. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, today I'm going to talk about some things I wrote down under the heading of beautiful notes, and they are not my thoughts. They are things that have come across my consciousness in my quest to develop in the world of leading, managing, and coaching, and they have come from other people. One um, was a particular conversation with a lady who's coming up on uh, leader manager coach we had a wonderful conversation and um, there's one thing from the conversation that stuck out in my mind and I'm going to share that with you and the other the other things I want to share that I've woven into a kind of a, a little bit of a narrative because it resonated and aligned with where I was at the time or am at the time um, I hope it means something to you and it has a definite impact and meaning for the world of leading, managing and coaching. But again, the credit for all this is certainly not at my door. Now, how many of you listening to this would openly admit to having feelings of disappointment, despondency, even anger sometimes, or frustration at hierarchies? In, in the fact that the story is maybe, or it goes something along the lines of, that you are in an organization, you are part of an organization, and the people who are superior to you in that organization, you do not feel that they warrant those positions. Or you look at your government, or you look at the organizations that are, are in your locality or you're involved in, and you shake your head at the people who are in positions of power and authority. And you wonder about the efficacy of the whole thing. Has anybody ever been through that? You wonder sometimes, are you missing the point? And have you missed the boat? And why do you keep getting overlooked for things? Have you ever thought anything along those lines? If you have, you are probably a human being. There was a great quote from this wonderful lady and I think she stole it from somebody else or she heard it from somebody else and I'm going to pass it on to you. I'm not going to make a big fanfare or you'll think what on earth is he on about. The only hierarchy is consciousness. I'll say it again and then we'll talk about it. The only hierarchy is consciousness. The other hierarchical levels are man-made and decisions 
and positions made created by human beings with agendas and points of view do they impact us yes do they have an effect on us yes do we have to let it no have you ever been in a situation where you've walked into a room or you've been part of a meeting or a get together or an organization and there are people in authority at that particular situation in that situation who are doing this that and the other and yet you feel completely at ease just because of a feeling you have you know in your heart in your consciousness that you are not threatened by their position there's almost within human beings an inbuilt mechanism whereby we are constantly working out our position in a hierarchy wherever we go it happens almost without us doing it consciously and it doesn't matter what your title is it doesn't matter what your salary is your car the name on your door the plant pot outside your office or the size of your office suite or whether it's got the best view or whether your expenses account allows you to spend more money than the next if somebody in your organization is wiser more experienced and more evolved I'll use those phrases in a conscious way hierarchically they are above you and the dichotomy is and the crazy thing is that the higher you go in terms of raising your own consciousness the less it means to rule over somebody or to have an ego or to be a boss so the hierarchical thing only means something to somebody who is fighting for their position who is a little bit uncertain who feels threatened the man or woman who's on an even keel knows where they are understands what's going on in the hierarchy is probably not even phased by it or may not even be aware of it because of the level of their consciousness it's a powerful concept but it's one to bear in mind and it can stop you worrying and being anxious about many many things so what does it mean for us well i think it means we should be concerned with one thing and that is our own personal evolution and growth you should read you should listen associate with people you consider to be wise evolved people you admire people who've been through the fire people who've done great things people who are worth listening to have studied the past and understand history it's a great place to come from an understanding of the only hierarchy is consciousness i was listening to a an interview with a guy called russell brand the other day and i wouldn't say i'm a russell brand fan or really know much about him until i listened to his interview and very interesting guy and obviously quite intelligent and uh it's been through the fire in terms of overcoming addiction and talked eloquently about addiction very very interesting and one of the things he said that really stuck in my mind that i thought was really worth sharing and it's not something i haven't heard before but he said it in such a way is that it's not the thing in front of us that disturbs us 
the person cutting us up in traffic, the letter from HMRC, the failed building project, the disappointment in the game, the loss of place, the rudeness of the other person, the injury, whatever it may be. It's not that that bothers us. It's our opinion of the thing in front of us that bothers us. So again, what does that mean? Well, it means we have ultimate power. As Viktor Frankl in A Man's Search for Meaning pointed out, everything in life can be taken away from you except that inner sanctum, that still small voice, that internal Tahiti, that place that belongs only to you, your soul, and to God, whatever you consider God or the universal power to be. And you have ultimate control over that. So no matter what happens, you filter it through that space and you have the power to respond however you wish. And I'm sure if you study the great gurus of the world and the yogis, that their filter system allows them to remain at peace in that perfect place or the best place much more often. And as Oeshiba, the great facilitator of Aikido said, when one of his students asked him how he was never knocked off balance, he said, no, I am knocked off balance as much as you. I just regain it very, very quickly. And I suppose there's an, an analogy there with this, that your ability to let nothing disturb your peaceful relationship with yourself, with your soul, with God or the universal power, whatever it is, that peace, that transcendence that you get when you meditate or you're in that place of perfect peace and you feel at rest and you feel at peace and you feel at one, whether it's with a loved one or alone out in nature, doing what you love at one in the flow. And again, it's a great reminder let nothing disturb let nothing come between you and that peace because you have the power to do that imagine what your life your success your ability to play to coach to lead to manage to deal with everything would be like if you had that ability to let nothing disturb that relationship it is possible that for me and please let me know if you think I've got the wrong tack. That for me is what evolved consciousness or part of it is all about. And you know, we speak a lot, or I speak a lot on Leader, Manager, Coach about the hero's journey. I'm obsessed with the hero's journey. It's the calling. And when you answer the call, when you respond and you're on your own hero's journey, you have to be present, otherwise you don't hear the call. You have to be present you have to hear, see, and feel more than anything else what is going on. Otherwise, you cannot hear the whispers in the wind. You cannot hear the still, small voice. The television's too loud. You're too busy scrolling. And your attention has been hijacked by third parties. Fortunately for them, you do not know and do not realize. 
but they have stolen and are stealing your life by grabbing your attention through the means that now exist so that you're moving towards their dreams and goals not necessarily yours and it may be that you have to break that cycle at some point at least go cold turkey for a while to realize what's going on otherwise you won't hear the call and you may hopefully not get to the end of your life and realize it's all too late but when you're on that hero's journey going back to Oeshiba in Aikido it's tough it's challenging and you will be on the border of, of chaos and order as Jordan Peterson puts it that is where it's at that is that is where growth comes and evolution and being able to maintain that relationship with peace with your soul with God with the universal force whatever it is that oneness whilst being on the border of chaos and order and fighting the good fight surely that's where it's at unless somebody can tell me otherwise and again as the great jordan peterson said the hero's journey that the, the thing that we're all called to do that we first of all have to turn our phones and tvs and wirelesses off and probably be alone for a while maybe meditate maybe go for walks it's following the path with a heart even though it scares us there's a difference between a path with a heart and one that scares us because fear is not to be feared fear is part of life it's normal but the constant fear and of anxiety is telling us something the periodic fear that pops up when you see a dragon on the path when you've got to do a presentation when you've got to confront somebody they're different things similar emotions but not the same don't live a life of quiet desperation I'm not sure who said that I think it was Thoreau most men live lives of quiet desperation looking for security you know the world tells us to look for security get to a place everything will be okay it's advertising it's it's conscious remodeling programming it's rubbish it's not what a human being is meant to do and it's not what you're meant to do on your quest for your own goal in your life a young player a young athlete a coach a business person a leader a professional football manager whatever it is comfort and security lead to death a slow painful sub recognized death that millions of people are living because they don't dare step outside of the comfort zone are you struggling to find that extra edge to help you stand out above the crowd separating yourself from the rest is often about personal leadership achieve your true potential and become who you really can be the leader manager coach pro course is a unique membership accessing the knowledge and wisdom from history's greats that will help you develop both personally and professionally to make you truly stand out the leader manager coach pro course access now at patreon.com leader manager coach don't dare do what's in their heart they can't hear it some people and look it's not easy reading about the great florence nightingale the woman who changed the face of nursing in the united kingdom famed she is for what she did born in an aristocratic family 
her life was laid out. You'll be a young lady, you will learn certain characteristics and you will act like this and, you know, you are expected to find a husband and marry and act in this way. Her heart was telling her different things, but for years and years and years, she buried that call. She buried the call for years and years and years and it made her very unhappy. Until one day, she walked out and left and walked into the deepest, darkest part of the forest and went to work where soldiers were lying with lost limbs and wounds that were probably going to kill them, where there was hardly any medical care. But there she went to work and in the next few years became the angel of nursing. So the moral of that story is it's not all lost if you don't answer the call straight away. But you are going to be scared. If it doesn't, my sister says to me all the time, if it doesn't scare you, it's probably not worth doing. And somebody said to me that what the most common phrase in the Bible is what? Fear not. Fear not. Do not be afraid. A recognition that fear and fright is around and will come. But fear not. And the fact is, we don't really know what to be frightened of because we don't really know what's going to happen. Because when we step out onto that path, we think we know, but we don't. We only know in hindsight. And you step out with faith. And it's a little bit like you give up your life. You give up trust and faith. It's like the story of the man or the woman who slips off the edge of a cliff and scrabbles and scrabbles and manages to grab hold of a single root branch that's sticking out from the top of the cliff. But they're unable to pull themselves up. They can't get a foothold and it's a 300 foot drop to the rocks at the bottom. It's certain death. And they're holding on and holding on and their sinews in their arm are giving in. And the cry comes out, oh God, please help me. Unbeknown to the person, Underneath that, there's one ledge that sticks out for two meters and it's a soft, grassy landing. And the message comes back from the universe. Let go. It will be okay. Would you let go? It's a great question. Would you have the faith to let go? Because that is what it's like following the path. You have to give up control. You have to give up your life as it is to have the life you want. You cannot have both. You cannot keep one foot on first base, make sure everything is safe and okay, and have the glory that comes from following your hero's journey. You cannot have both. That's what it means, I think, in the Bible when it says you have to die first. You have to let your old life die to have the new. You cannot have both. Can it have a wife and a mistress, a boyfriend and a husband? Certainly not morally in this society. And look, Jordan Peterson again, he said, you have to choose a terrible adventure. What? A terrible adventure. Because there's, what he means is, there's no nothing good to be gained by soft sitting around, having lovely things given to you and provided for you and luxury. 
It's been proven time and time again that people who have everything will go and smash it all up and create problems just for something to do. We are goal-seeking beings. So let's utilize that, let's recognize that, and let's get on with it and do something decent with it. But suffering and malevolence are part of that, and you are gonna come across all that kind of stuff. And going back to the second point we made about keeping that peace, it is our job to transcend all that. It is our job to transcend what's in front of us now. The miserable, unhappy, bullying boss that we have, the person who cuts us up in traffic, the difficult, challenging family relationships that we have, the fact that the person you who was in charge of your team doesn't put you in the first team squad, the fact that you don't like the therapist you work with, your teammates, you can't get a grip of the diet you're on, you keep falling back, you're, you're injured, You've, you're financially bereft, suffering and malevolence and it is our job nobody else's to transcend it peterson says if you really want to know what to do as a principle follow this shoulder as much responsibility as you can possibly manage and move forward shoulder as much responsibility as you can and move forward that is some task and uh i'm sure there's only one or two beings in history have ever been able to do that. But what a great goal to aim for. And it kind of leads us on to, well, where does it stop? Who knows where it stops? Yes, our primary responsibility is within ourselves, of course. But what about the great quote from John Donne, who said, Do not ask for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. We are all connected. Everything is connected to everything else. If a butterfly flaps its wings in Japan, it affects the hurricane on the other side of the world. For those who are scientists and like proof, the evidence of subatomic sub particles is that they're all interrelated. And when something happens to a subatomic particle in one part of the universe, it's recognized and there is a, an aligned change in another part. Don't ask me anything more than that. It's something I need to learn. Although we see the world through our own lens, just totally obsessed in our own little mind, that is where our world exists, the world exists. We are connected to everything. It's somehow like this challenge to think we are everything and yet nothing. Everything matters, yet nothing matters. And if you listen to the amazing minds who tell us that in thousands and thousands of years, maybe millions, everything is gonna collapse and blow up and shut down, whatever the words they use. We came from stardust, we developed from stars, we are these amazing clumps of cells and atoms that have got consciousness, that are having a play around for a 100 years each on a little rock in the middle of a galaxy of which there are billions and billions of galaxies the same as this one only as far as we can see and by all estimates in billions of years it's all going to collapse into nothing what does it matter anyway good point but is that any way to live the life when you've been given that opportunity what can you do with this hundred years well you could do nothing and just 
take as much glory as you can and be as comfortable as you can and it's a little bit of hell for me because inside there'll be an anxiety that's saying I should be doing more. Ignore that calling at your peril. And if you don't know where to start, use the life that lies in front of you now as grist for the mill, as they say. Do good in front of you now. Be a good person. Be a truth-telling hero. Start where you are. Clean your room, as Jordan Peterson says. Tidy up. Help your mum. Help your dad. Help your neighbour. Who's your neighbour? Anybody who comes across your path. And guess what? Guess what? You're probably going to face long periods and plateaus in the wilderness where you're not sure where you're going. You're not sure what to do, but you just keep going. Welcome to the world because nobody seems to have all the answers. You have to walk your own path. I'm not saying take no notice and learn from other people's experience. Of course not. But you meet somebody who's read a thousand books and then you meet somebody who's read 300 books but has walked the walk. I'll tell you who I prefer to spend my time with. And going back to controlling your own mind, because every time you allow lift your head up, you're going to be susceptible to the advertising and attention-grabbing of anybody and anything who wants to do something in life. You have to worship whatever you think is the ultimate, because otherwise you'll worship all the stuff that people want you to worship. Materialism, selfishness, comfort, follow the follow the recommended path, be a good citizen, just fill this form in and don't make a noise, everything will be okay. Hmm, I know what I'd say to that. You have to worship your own, whatever you consider God to be, the ultimate, the elite, you have to worship that in terms of allowing that being to control your life. We are worshipping beings. Otherwise, you will worship other stuff and it's probably going to be man-made and it's probably stuff that's going to lead you to hell because we've all been there. I certainly have. And the power that created the universe, the power that makes a gr the grass grow and children born and enables the great universes to be as they are surely that has to be the ultimate elite force that what else can transcend transcend that to be worshipped anything else is just a human humanly created thing that has to be second best and if you have that as your god you're going to be in hell because it is an impermanent solution again it was a russell brand quote he said you cannot have an impermanent solution to a permanent problem somebody else once said to me a long time ago if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything but you better make sure that what you stand for is worth standing for because if you do embark upon that hero's journey you're answering a call and where does that call come from i don't know you don't know it comes from somewhere else it comes from something greater than us and if you follow that call you're worshiping in my opinion the right thing you are being you. You are following your heart. You are showing true faith and you will be rewarded. And people say, yeah, but what about the money? And what about my house? And what about this? 
If you follow your heart and you do your best, irrelevant of the consequences, you have won. Yeah, but we lost the game 2-1. Did you do your best? You've won. Did you follow the path that you believed in? Yes, you have won. Are you being true to yourself? You have won. Yeah, but I'd rather just say the right things and then I'll keep my job and I'll keep my salary and I'll, my house is nice and I can go on holidays. You've lost, being honest, but you've lost. Yeah, but it's going to be hard and I'm going to get injured and things are going to happen and I'm going to struggle. I'll quote Russell Brand again from his interview. From the wound comes the salve. From the problem comes the answer. Help me to grow. You're stepping out in faith, knowing you're going to get injured. Asking that universal power to take you and use you as you step out. You die from your old life. How may you prepare yourself for such things and for challenges to come? Well, I don't know. It's your choice. It's your road. It's your your path. But personally, I'm a little bit of a ritualistic person. I've got rituals that I feel I have to do, need to do. It's part of me. I practice physical exercise and yoga and I meditate and I write things down. I journal and I read and I have practices that I have to do. Otherwise, I don't feel I'm ready to face the world. Bizarre may be, weird may be, but those kind of things like almost keep me on track. And it's my track, so it doesn't matter to anybody else. So have a think. Everything else apart from following your path is just pure escapism. It's kidding you. It's filling the void and it won't make it go away. It just puts a plaster on the wound. It doesn't get it opened up with that horrendous smell that it's got and I get the air to it and let it come out so that everybody knows it's there and then something can be done about it. That is presence, that is living, that is honesty, that is vulnerability, it's transparency, it's giving up control. Stating what is real, speaking the truth. You won't be anxious, it will be a relief. You'll stop getting caught up in the noise and the story and the weaving of the narrative that keeps it all together. You will be different. You'll stand out. You'll feel different. You'll be an observer. You'll be detached because you'll be on the path. You've surrendered. You've surrendered control and opened up and decided to let what will be will be. It's like as if you've kind of gone that your life is none of your business anymore. It belongs to somebody else or something else. You've surrendered. You're in faith. Because personal achievement won't fill the void either. Tried that, that tack. I'll just get here and do this and achieve that and then everything will be okay. Uh-uh. You get there, you're as depressed as you've ever been. And then there has to be something else. Stop looking for the wrong solution. There's only one solution being true to yourself. Stop trying to please other people. Don't be rude. Don't have to be injurious to other people. Be yourself. Stop putting things off. Do it now, even if it's a baby step, because the world only works with baby steps most of the time. 
and if it doesn't get its way with baby steps, there's a volcanic eruption. After a million warnings, if nothing happens, it kind of thinks, I'm going to have to do something here. Don't let that happen. Answer the call when it first comes. Don't put stuff off. Just do it. And I know it's coming up to 45 minutes, which for a, one of the podcasts where I don't have a guest on is probably one of the longer ones. So I've probably ranted on, but I've been inspired to rant on on my path. I hope it helps. It's leader, manager, coach. I hope it helps. Feel free to leave us a review. And as always, thank you for your time. Catch you later. Bye-bye.